Hello, and welcome to Sonoran Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast, The Gun Rack. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Gun Rack, Sonoran Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I'm Josiah Upper Folks, call me Joey, and today we have with us one Drew Poplin. That might be the longest pause we have had to date. Well, it's, it's been a long week. It's, it, has, it has been a long week. That's legitimate. That is legitimate. But let's not delay too much longer. We have a great episode up for you guys today. We're going to be dipping into two separate things. One, we have uh, Christian Sakara, who is the newest member of our marketing department with us. And he is going to be talking with us about where he comes from and why he's here. He is going to be our event coordinator here at SDI, which is something that we have badly needed for a long time. In the past, essentially what we have done with our events, because of course SDI goes to lots and lots and lots of events, is we just made it up as we went. So someone like myself would be in charge of X portion of a project. And then Jennifer, who you've heard on the podcast before, would be in charge of Y. Steve would be in charge of Z through D because he is very good at event coordinating and planning. It was time for us to have one person to do all those things. In fact, we're headed to The Gathering, that's capital G, capital T, um, The Gathering from Palmetto State Armory here later this month. And at The Gathering, I got a uh, call from Christian and uh, he said, hey, just so you know, your hotel's booked and here's where you're going. And my brain exploded because I I didn't have to do anything and it was awesome. awesome. Um, he was like, here's what you want to do. He was like, would you prefer to book the rental vehicle or would you prefer I book the rental vehicle? And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is truly wonderful. And the answer was, I would like to prefer, or I would prefer to book the rental vehicle because um, then I have a tiny bit of agency in this life. But no, I'm going to pick the cheapest thing because that's what you do on business trips. <laughs> but um it's going to be a lot of fun and we're super happy to have him here. So we're going to get a chance to talk to him about where he was from and why he's here. And then the other part of our intro um, is going to be centered around the main dish of this, uh, this episode, which is going to be the great American outdoor show. The great American outdoor show took place in the middle of February, uh, middle of last month. And uh, both Steve and Christian were there and they had a great time. And uh, they're going to talk a little bit about that event. And then also just what going to events with SDI is like. So we've got quite a bit of material for you guys today. And uh, we are going to get into that. But before we do, we have a very important announcement because Drew Poplin is on the clues. Drew's clues. It's another edition of drew's clues what was the answer to last week drew yes sir last week the answer was the uzi now this week you know i'm feeling pretty generous this week i'm gonna give you five drew's clues so let's get started clue number one yeah it's like a baker's third dozen (laughs) so clue number one this is a bolt action rifle clue number two this bolt-action rifle is made in Germany. 
Number three, had an internal magazine that held five cartridges. Number four, it was first used in the Boxer Rebellion. And number five, and your final, Drew Clue. It saw combat in both world wars. If you think you know the answer, please give us a shout out. Let us know. If you don't, wait till someone answers and then say, yeah, that's what I was going to say. There you go. That one is a big one. So if you don't know that, I'd be kind of surprised, but that it's a really cool one. Um, so if it's not a firearm you are familiar with, buckle up because we're going to we're going to talk about it next week. OK, so next we have an interview that we did with Steve and Christian. We're going to put that on right now for you without any further ado. Christian's intro and uh, the Great American Outdoor Show and how we do events. All right. So we are joined by two guests today. Steve Ross, who has been on our show before, actually quite recently, I want to say it was last month with a uh, SHOT Show review. Glad to be back. Glad to have you back. And we're also introducing the newest member of our marketing team, Christian. Christian, would you say hi to the lovely folks for us? Hi, lovely folks. That was wonderful. So Christian, we'll go get started with you. Real quick, I kind of just wanted you to talk a little bit about your background. Cool. I have been an admissions rep for the last 15 years. Got started at a school who focused on military service members. They didn't have federal student aid or anything like that. So I've been helping military, active duty, veterans, you know, get their education for this whole time. I like guns. And then so in my admissions career, one of my buddies told me about SDI and I was like, hey, guns and helping people sounds good to me. Sign me up. And so I, I interviewed, got the job luckily, and, you know, I'm here now as an admissions oh, rep. Cool, cool. And then uh, and then I actually converted into the marketing team after a while. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about that. How did you end up, you know, transitioning into the marketing team? So uh did a couple shows. I got the privilege to join Steve <laughs> at, at SHOT Show. I also went to CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, and I enjoy it. I, I enjoy talking to people, meeting new people, really talking about the school here because I, I definitely believe in what we do and what we teach on the gun side and then also the drone side, the unmanned or uncrewed technology side. Um, and an opportunity arose for an event coordinator on the marketing team. And I thought I could bring a, a really good, I guess, vision or I guess a aspect to it uh, from, from an admission standpoint on, you know, um, just really focusing on our potential students and what that could mean within the trade shows and, and events that we do. Was that your first SHOT Show? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was my first SHOT Show. So it was a, it was a SHOT Show light, which is probably good for me because I, I hit things pretty hard. Yeah, I was going to say that have been crazy, just throwing you straight into the fire on SHOT Show. So you said you've been working in admissions, you said about 15 years? Yep. Wow. So how did you get started in admissions? Was that something you always wanted to do, or did you kind of fall into the position? Uh, I actually uh, kind of just fell into it. I, I did like retail management mm -hmm. forever, 
And then I, I moved out of my home state of Missouri. I went to Chicago for a little bit and I was like, I, I don't want to do retail anymore. So I was like, what else is out there? And so I just did the young kid, like, let me fill out some stuff and see what, see what happens. And then uh, I actually worked for a ground campus first and it was really cool. Like just talking to physical people, taking them on tours. And then it was a very short lived stint in Chicago and went back to, to Kansas City. And then from there on, that's I kind of started doing the military admissions mm-hmm. rep thing. So mm-hmm. it's fun. It's been a good time. So you were saying you used to have to do like the tours and stuff at the actual ground school. So I can only assume you're a master at walking backwards. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah, I, I, I do the spins, you know, and then, yeah, just, if, if I, if I got a, if I got a point, point side this way, this <laughs> way through the class. And that was kind of the fun part too, is, you know, actually having the classroom to mm-hmm. kind of show that, that was literally a little over 15 years ago. So it's been a while since I've done that, but sure. uh, I've kind of gotten pretty good at talking about how we do things on an online standpoint mm-hmm. as well now. So Christian and I were talking about while we were at our last show in Pennsylvania, now that Christian's out of missions and on our marketing team. But one of the things he mentioned at these shows is just how cool it is after students have started graduating. You don't really hear from them as a missions, but now you got the chance to, to meet a few graduates and meet, meet some current students mm-hmm. and uh, just how cool that is. That is awesome. Have you been able to just those shows you attended? Did you happen to run across someone that you helped admit into the school? <laughs> no, nobody personally. Um, uh-huh. But I, I, the amount of graduates that happened to see my sh- like my polo or my T-shirt and say, "Hey, I went there. I'm going there." Um, mm-hmm. It's crazy to me, you know, just because in I've just never had that where it was recognizable of like, hey, I went to the school and I, I've had a lot of great conversations about what did you enjoy about the program? You know, what could have we done better? You know, I just love hearing feedback of current students. And then I personally haven't taken the any of the programs yet, but I'm mm-hmm. planning on at least certificate just so I can know what a student goes through. And I'm a gun guy, but you know, there's so much more I can learn. So we teach a lot of good stuff. I just, I always love hearing kind of, uh, the student experience. I think one thing that is cool for me, one of the common denominators that they all share is this idea of continuous growth in learning. So you just saying that right now, it made me think about how often I've heard that from people connected with the school or who you know still work at the school or who went always trying to push themselves. And I think that's a really neat quality about SDI itself. So you are event coordinator now. Would you mind diving into a little bit of what your job functions would be? I don't, I don't even know. Like I said, I'm a mission, but like, yeah. Edit that out, edit that out. Yeah. No. Uh, so basically I'll be handling, uh, we have a lot of future shows planned. And so somebody's got to really, uh, you know, register, register us for the show, you know, make sure all the supplies and the, and the right swag get out there. So, you know, we're passing out some cool stuff to, to some potential students, graduates and, and current students. 
Somebody's got to book those flights, book those hotels, and then just really scout out new shows that one might be fun to do, but also bring in some new students. There's a lot of people out there that just don't know about us. That'll be kind of my part on the marketing side is just finding new um, places to gain exposure other than, you know, how we do it now with the big shows, then social media and YouTube and all, all of that. So, Is there anything that you would say that you're most excited about with the new position? Going to shows, <laughs> you know, just yeah. you, know, you know, meeting new people, then meeting some of the, the influencers and, you know, the higher ups that are in just the gun industry, like mm-hmm. a good shot show, you know, they, yeah, I got to, got to meet and shake hands with a lot of CEOs, directors of marketing, product management and all that stuff. And so it's kind of cool, especially being familiar with the world and familiar with the companies. And then just actually meeting people that have a lot to do with them. And it's just, yeah, you, know, you kind of fanboy out a little bit. You know, speaking of events, Steve, you recently went to the Great American Outdoor Show. That was early last month, correct? Uh, middle of last month, yep. So we went to the NRA's great american outdoor show in harrisburg pennsylvania for years it's, it's been like one of the largest and the longest running like an event of uh in, in the term of event days like it used to be 20 something days long but they finally oh just kicked it away now it's about nine days long as a an, an attendee or a, an exhibitor it's a really long show you meet a lot of people and like, days start to blend together so we tackled it by having three different crews there and kind of broke it up into three different sections of days that we attend. And we had Jody, who was on the, the, the SHOT Show podcast. He was there. We have some guys from uh, another guy from our missions team. We had Brian Dolch, who does our custom content for our training center, Christian, and then myself. And we had, uh, I think it was our first booth actually being an exhibitor at that show. And, man, for, for so many guns being sold, we, we were, I think, kind of the only company there in gunsmithing, which was kind of surprising. I, mean, I didn't see any other gunsmiths there. Not that we're actual gunsmiths, but as a school representing it. But we had a lot of interest, a lot of people coming by and saying, hey, I saw you on, you know, um, Langley Outdoors. I saw you on Colleen Miller. I saw you on the Brandon Herrera's channel. Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of new people seeing us, a lot of people recognize us, and uh, – seeing some old friends. It was good times. I'm choosing to believe that was you. (laughs) Your guys' soundboard is really weird. Yeah. (laughs) We have like zero budget, so we got to work with what we got. (laughs) We got really lucky because the first day of the show was like that big northeastern storm that just snowed everybody in, canceled flights. It was a mess trying to get there for our first guys and getting all of our stuff unpacked just because we cut it so close because so many flights were getting canceled. Joey, you said you've been before, right? Yep. I went in 2020, approximately five minutes before everything shut down. I mean, like right before everything shut down and it was a good time. I was mostly at the booth and even with that, I was walking seven, eight miles a day. 
uh, <laughs> just trying to, you know, talk to people and, and see people. So yeah, it was a good time. All of the shows, I'll tell you, as a larger fella that likes to eat, they have a milkshake stand there. Man, you get that milkshake every day from the straight from the farm, uh, whole milk. You need to be exercising while you're yeah, no, It's dangerous. There's pretzel stands as far as the eye can see. Yeah. They're filled with, they're like pretzel hot pockets and they're filled with buffalo chicken, chicken ranch. They have a Philly cheesesteak one. And, you know, I did the five for five club, which is five days I was there. I had a milkshake each day. So yeah. I'm a shorter, larger fella. So it's probably I will pretend that's a club. If that makes you feel better. Yeah. The, very prestigious. The nice, the nice folks, the milkshake stand really appreciated. I, I think we put like one of their five kids through college yeah. just from <laughs> our milkshake perk. Christian bought like six knives while we were at the show. <laughs> Oh, were they selling knives there? They weren't when I was there. And he brought like the the biggest knife find. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's going back for the listeners and grabbing oh one right now. Goodness. Yeah. And so, it, so so all the listeners can see this huge knife that I bought because it's like a gladiator style. Like it'd be my 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 left hand, my left armament. You know, if I if I were to yeah, have it. along with my flail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that our podcast listeners were able to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm describing it. That's why, you know, like, I, like yeah. a gladiator. It's a Roman gladius. Mm -hmm. It's like eight or nine inches yeah. long, the blade, I think. Yeah. So were there any big vendors there that were not at SHOT Show that were worth checking out? I think was SIG at SHOT Show? Because I think SIG was, SIG was at Great American, but I don't think they were at SHOT Show, but I can't remember now. Yeah. Say that there was more more companies at Shop Show than at this show for the gun industry, but where the Great American Show is unique is one, it's open to the public, and people from all over come to the show. Some even camp out there for days at a time. But in addition to firearms, they have a whole exhibit hall for archery, outdoor lifestyle products, cooking, camping, and boating, and hunting guides outfitters the yeah. outfitter hall like it's like hundreds of outfitters it seemed like just it was yeah. crazy just you know big stuffed elephant heads i was about to say did they have the ridiculous yeah. stuffed elephant yeah it's it's it was crazy i've never been in a hall with that many stuffed animals uh <laughs> ever my man's never been to build a bear now this blue build a bear out of water you know so from your standpoint, um, uh, would you say that this changes uh, your approach at all when you're at an event? Yeah, I mean, you got to approach it a bit differently. You know, SHOT Show is definitely about the, the business side of things, making our business connections like, hey, we need partners for our resource guide. Here's things for our custom training programs. Whereas the Great American Show is, is definitely about seeing current students, seeing graduates, and answering questions for those that are interested in, in becoming students. Yeah, and what's what's crazy, you know, obviously the difference with SHOT Show and Great American was, you know, public facing versus just industry folks. Great American, on the first day, the opening day, which Steve and I weren't there, they hit a record of 26,000 people 
in attendance that day. So Whoa. it is a difference in traffic. Like I said, it's SHOT Show light from what I've heard, which apparently during SHOT Show, you still have that kind of elbow to, to whatever, <laughs> you know, elbow to elbow um, kind of vibe, but not this year. But Great American, good thing that place is huge because it was a lot of people. And I think the next Saturday, they did about fifteen to, to 20,000 as well. And then you just have thousands every day in between. So mm. so with y'all being on the road a lot, I'm presuming, during the few precious hours that you have where you aren't working the event or getting milkshakes, how do you guys normally uh, pass the time? Um, well, uh, I have the moniker of Vegas Jimmy because my first name is James. I go to Vegas quite often just for my personal life. I'm, I'm probably there at least anywhere, depending on the year, anywhere from eight to 15 times a year. Uh, Holy smokes. Yeah. So I uh, used to be a, a card player back in, back in my youth. That's all I did. So I, you know, I just got the itch and it's just something I do on the regular. So, you know, when we have Vegas shows, uh, it's kind of old hat. Yeah. I just like to go to particular bars and, and lounges and just, try to show everybody on the team a good time. And then, you know, sometimes we'll pick up some stragglers from the show and, you know, all that stuff. So it's, it's, we make it fun. Now shows like the Harrisburg show. um, That's when Harrisburg Steve came out. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) And so we would go crazy and, you know, maybe sit down at the hotel bar until 9 PM and then, you know, go to sleep. So, you know, Can't be contained. Yes. Yeah, right. Watch out. The Harrisburg Hotel Bar where the water is sparkling. My, my goal is to get into bed as soon as I possibly can. <laughs> which is which is the opposite of what I try to do. So, you know, it's good. We have a balance there, like yeah. a yin and a yin kind of thing to it. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you guys know next time y'all come on to the podcast, you will be referred to by those monikers. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. This is Harrisburg Steve. Listen, Steve, I feel like I'm a bit more of a common soul with you. My goal is just to get to bed as soon as I can every night. And <laughs> I'm, I'm not even working events. The, the Vegas shows, like, okay, everyone afterwards goes to like Circle Bar. I don't know. Like, like, I don't really want to buy a drink for $20. Where at least, like, at this show, like, okay, we, we go back to hotel. The hotel has a decent bar. You can get some food there, whatever. And you meet some interesting folks, like either they're traveling in for the, the day for the show or they're, they're there for the whole week like you are and they're working it with you. Um, at this last show, we met the really cool guy that, you know, does all the ticket sales. And we got a lot of inside knowledge that, man, like if we didn't hang out with him, we wouldn't have known yeah. all these things. Yeah. Um, and a lot, you know, especially at SHOT Show, a lot of the networking and stuff does happen just after hours because everybody mm-hmm. during the day they're working their booth and trying to do the you know just trade shows stuff. yeah kind of have the hustle going on exactly and then it's a total different kind of hustle i know it's i know this isn't the shot show episode but you know it's just the <laughs> after hours at shot show you know I, I like i said I, I met a lot of folks that i would normally have not have ever met um it was, it was quite a time. My hours at SHOT Show were, you know, 7.30 in the morning to 3.30 in the morning. So. Oh, my. And like, yeah. Chris is the anomaly. He's a Vegas pro at the end of the day. 
Yeah. But like SHOT Show is a beast. And there's usually some sort of private event or party every single night. And like, it's funny. You can tell usually who like the new guys are to SHOT Show. Because that first or second night of SHOT Show, they go hard. And then they're just bloodshot eyes. That next. <laughs> staggering from booth just to booth dragging. and it's like I, I just i don't want to feel awful all week like man let's do something fun the, the second last night i'm all for it but man i like feeling better than that <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm like the hulk you know my secret is i, is I feel awful all the time and yeah. <laughs> none of it none of it phases me at all so if you get a chance to travel to vegas with christian because like anywhere you go like he just knows like how to work the room like like go to place oh like, like we just walk up we're nobody there's no tables for you go away you know christian walks up talks to the the right people working the counters you know oh, oh yeah right this way sir here's your private booth in the corner sounds like me at an outback steakhouse yeah i got three george washington's <laughs> ready and waiting <laughs> do you guys have a favorite event that you have worked Shot show is always really fun. I, I really like going to the, the range events that we do. Yeah. Um, the uh, Iraq Veteran 8888 annual range day event is always a blast. You get to shoot a lot of guns. The BDU puts on a good show. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we're getting ready to go to Palmetto State Armory's The Gathering event. That should be a lot of fun. Is- now with the SP with uh, – the drone program at school, man, now we're getting to go to these uncrewed or unmanned conferences and technology conferences like CES. Like, man, that's really exciting as well. Yeah. And I've worked three whole shows. So yeah. <laughs> one being shot show. So obviously my favorite is Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Now <laughs> it, it is <laughs> definitely, definitely was shot show, but I, I am looking forward to, uh, Palmetto's the gathering here in I, a couple weeks. Uh, I didn't realize it was actually called the gathering. Yes. So Christian sent me some messages last night about you know some logistic stuff for it and called it the gathering with a capital T and a capital G. Yeah. And I thought he just had a lot of attention focused on it. <laughs> I'm glad there aren't any expectations that I wasn't aware of going into it. Last week, we got to go to the Gundy's, which is like the gun tubers award show put on by Forge Relations. And we, that was out in Ox Ranch. That was a blast, too. Did any of our uh, influencing partners win anything fun? Brandon won like Influencer of the Year. Mr. Guns and Gear was nominated for a bunch of stuff. Grand Thumb won a couple of awards. Some new channels I've never even heard of won some awards. I know one of our alumni, Caleb, was nominated for something. I'm not sure if he won, but I saw he was an I think he was like runner-up. Which Caleb? Savant, I think. I'm a little offended we didn't get nominated for the <laughs> Firearms Podcast, but, you know, whatever. Maybe it wasn't a, a, an award, so just yeah. say that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an award, so that's why you weren't nominated. We'll get an official petition uh, going to have that be an award, and then we'll make another start, petition for us. Start our own one category: best firearms podcast, best SDI firearms podcast. Yeah, we yeah. accept no applicants, no for your considerations. 
we just give ourselves trophies. Maybe we can do that for the uh, 100th episode. There you go. That's coming up. It's coming up very shortly. It reminds me of this joke. He said something to the extent of, you know, I used to play sports, but then I realized I could just buy trophies. So now I'm good at everything. (laughs) (laughs) I have heard that. Okay, Christian and Steve, thank you guys for uh, coming and joining us for this. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. In the future, in the near future, Christian and I, at least, will both be at the gathering at Palmetto State Army, which I think is going to be a very fun one. So be expecting uh, a little coverage of that as we get stuff. So uh, be looking for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Other than that, I think that's it. Thank you guys again for coming out. Thanks for having us. Thank you, sir. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview. We had a lot of fun making it. Steve's always fun to have on. And uh, Christian, I think, is going to be a a, uh, guest in the near future. It'd be a lot of fun. So we're going to be working on that, too. So we've got a tale from the range for you guys today and what we're going to do with this there's a lot of visual elements so i'm going to have to describe it as best i can for you because this is an audio medium but the story was too good not to share so here's what we're doing this is from sig talk posted by mo rivera he says the one that comes to mind for me was at an outdoor range where you can rent They're wooden target stands, just simply made from some one by two wood and a piece of cardboard. You have to keep your targets within the cardboard and away from the edges so you don't shoot up and damage the frames, obviously, right? So during ceasefire, one person was obviously not very experienced in this and put up six targets just spread over the whole thing uh, like this. And it's you've got the, the frame up. It's a rectangular frame. And he had put up six targets and two of them are in the middle, and it's it's like a three by two. So there's three wide and two deep. And uh, he is the the first one on top of the first one on bottom, and the third one on top and the third one on bottom are just laid over the the vertical posts. And I know that that is a noob mistake because I have made that mistake. My grandfather made some targets, and I blasted them with 12-gauge. It was great. But the Range Rover gets on the PA, right, and tells him he's got to move his targets to the middle away from the edges. So the guy moves each one of his targets and repositions them like this. So he takes the bottom row and just tapes it slightly above and on top of the top row, which is to say they're still two over the the left post, still two over the right post. They're just stacked on top of each other now. And uh, I don't know what would possess him to do that, but there just no attempt towards the middle has been made. The range over range officer over the PA goes, what are you serious? Are you really serious? At which point people on the range are starting to laugh. And the guy is looking very confused that poor dude. So the range officer becomes very descriptive, explaining all the targets need to be centered in the middle of the cardboard to avoid shooting the edges. So the guy does this and the image that he provides is, it's so you've got the the box right you've got the rectangle which targets are in and um (laughs) he has stacked all six targets on top of each other just loosey-goosey in the middle so nothing's touching the edge but he has six targets 
just like he's making it 3D with the amount of targets he's got plopped on top of it. So the guy says, he continues to say, he stacks them all in the middle. And now I start to feel bad because everyone is about to pee themselves laughing. And the range officer is just beside himself in disbelief. The staple gun ran out shockingly. So he pulled some of the other staples and used them to essentially thumbtack his wad of targets like that. (laughs) So it was taking him a while. So everyone had a full view as they were done and they were already back at the line. The range officer just throws up his hands and as he finishes and gets back to shoot. Uh, After a few mags, I start to hear some weird noises and then I realize it's more laughing. And I hear the range officer just yelling, are you expletive deleted? Kidding me. And I look at the guy's target stand and essentially it looked like this. And he's put little black dots to denote hits. And he's got the six targets stacked up in the middle. That has not changed. But what he has done is the black dots are, there's, I don't know, half a dozen on the target. And then there is half a dozen on either side of the post because he has just lit up the sides of the target of the stand rather than the target itself. So he says the frame was just shot to hell. Anyway, the left side was basically just sawed through completely and was dangling by the cardboard. Three other shooters said the same thing that I said that the target stand probably would have been safer if he had originally had it. It was amazing. That hurts. (laughs) That kind of hurts to read. And there's nothing worse if you look at this and you're like, man, that guy was dumb. Like, maybe, okay? Maybe that guy was dumb, but you have been that person at some point of your life where you were so flustered Mm. that when you were trying to make an obvious decision, your brain just shut down and you kept making mistakes. So I've totally been the, I have not stacked six targets of them. I've not done that, but Mm -hmm. I've totally been the guy that like two or three people stood there in abject disbelief as I desperately tried to figure out what they said and my life flashed before my eyes. That's why Um, I don't go out anymore. That's true. It's also because uh, if you did, no one would accept you, but (laughs) (laughs) I've been that flustered, but and I'm not the best shot in the world. I'm not, but I don't think I've ever done. I've never shot the edges of a stand accidentally. I did do it deliberately because I was dumb, but I did. I have never done it because I've missed by that much. I, I think we need to go back. You shot it deliberately. Yeah, the thing that I mentioned earlier, I had not shot with one of those targets before, and I just assumed that bird shot. I, I don't know why I assumed this. I just assumed that birdshot wouldn't absolutely gut the sides of the post. So I just went out and just lit the whole thing up. And I, I turned that wood into Swiss cheese. I absolutely did. So I didn't do it by missing, but I did do it through stupidity, which I don't know if that's better or worse, but it certainly is. We'll let y'all be the judge. Yeah, we'll let you be the judge. For now, folks, that's going to be the gun rack. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. As always, feel free to check us out at sdi.edu if you want to learn more about our mini programs. Uh, For now, have fun out there, and we'll see you at the range. 
Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school located at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. Accredited by the DEAC. For more information, please call 800-336-8939 or visit sbi.edu.